episode number 500 of the School of Greatness podcast. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Greatness lies not in trying to be somebody, but in trying to be of service to somebody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are at episode 500, and I am just blown away. I was actually having a conversation earlier today with a friend asking me how the podcast has grown so much over the years, and I was like, yeah, this is actually the 500th episode, and I couldn't even believe it as I was saying it to him, 500 episodes. Some of you have been here from the very beginning. Some of you just tuned in a couple of weeks ago and you've been listening and backtracking to all the back episodes and are getting caught up. And it's just blown my mind. We've got 500, 500, the number 500 just blows me away of all the amazing things that have happened. You know, I couldn't have done this without you. And I couldn't have done this without going out of my own comfort zone. You know, I didn't know anything about interviewing or about doing a show or a podcast when I first started. I just grabbed my iPhone, pressed the record button with a friend of mine and said, hey, let me ask you a few questions and throw this thing up there on the internet and see what happens. And away we went together. And I couldn't have done this alone. And I couldn't have done this without really having you all to do something that was bigger than myself, to give in a way that was bigger than myself. And I thought it would be cool to recap some of the top highlights of the past four and a half years in this episode as a huge thank you to making this possible. Now, you're going to hear powerful excerpts from Tony Robbins, Mel Robbins, Eric Thomas, the hip-hop preacher, Vanessa Van Edwards, Dean Graciosi on Millionaire Secrets, Danielle Laporte, John Assaraf, JJ Virgin, Moga Dot, and billionaire Sarah Blakely. You're going to hear some powerful stuff. So this is going to be an action-packed episode. And if you haven't listened to all these episodes, then you're going to get a great recap in this one. And if you have, then you're going to get a great reminder of some powerful things you could apply in your business, life, relationships right now. It's going to be powerful. And if you want to get the show notes for this one, and the full episode of the video highlight reel of this as well, go to lewishouse.com slash 500. Again, lewishouse.com slash 500. Now, I want to give a shout out to the fan of the week. And this is, again, we try to do this every once in a while where we give a shout out to people who really listen and who are super fans and leave reviews over on iTunes. So this is from Stone. ST Legends, who said, I wanted to share a quick thank you to Lewis and his team. The School of Greatness has become a necessity in my life these past few months, and after reading the School of Greatness book in less than two days, I started devouring the podcast episode by episode. These past few months have been some of the most difficult for me, and finding positivity has been extremely difficult. Thank you, Lewis, for constantly being a beacon of light during my dark times. I'm trying my best to stay focused and to do something great. 
Thank you. So Stone ST Legends, uh, thank you for being the fan of the week. And if you guys want to be considered as a fan of the week, go leave a review over on iTunes, and we check those every single day, and they all mean a ton to us. All right, guys, I am pumped for this. Some of the top highlights of the top 500 episodes on the School of Greatness podcast. Let's dive in. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone if you only had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm living in a foreign square for bachelor apartment. I'm feeling sorry for myself. I'm watching Luke and Laura on General Hospital. <laughs> I mean, I was a mess. I was a total mess. And I realized I've not paid my rent. And I'm out of money. And I don't have any prospects for some new cash in the short term. How am I even going to eat? So I decided to go to this all-you-could-eat salad bar that they had around the corner of this place called El Torito. It's still there in Marina Del Rey. And I lived in Venice. So it was about a three-mile walk. I didn't take the car because I couldn't pay for parking, you know, for the gas. And I walked there, and I went in, and I had this meal where I basically loaded up for the winter. I, you know, I ate plates of food, just tacos and salads and everything else. And while I was sitting there, there was this little boy that came in. He opened the door, and he was wearing this little vest, this little suit. And he, I don't know, probably nine years old, something like that, you know, eight, nine, ten. And, and he held the door open, and, and in walks behind him this beautiful woman who was clearly his mother. And so... You know, I definitely took it in. And then he sat down, he pulled out the chair for her, and he was just so attentive to his mother. I mean, he was just so with her that honestly, I was moved. And so I finished my meal, and then I got up, and I paid the bill, and I don't know, it was like $6 in those days, you know, for all you could eat salad bar, whatever it was. And so I had whatever was left, $17, $18, And I walked over to this little boy before I left, and I said, hi. And I introduced myself. I said, I'm Tony. And he told me his name was Paul or whatever it was. I don't even remember his name. This little boy. I said, Paul, I said, you are a class actor. I said, I saw I held the door open for your woman. I saw you pulled up the chair for her. I said, taking her out to lunch like that, that is really cool. And he goes, well, she's my mom. Right. <laughs> and I said, that's even more cool. And I said, taking her to lunch. He goes, well, I didn't take her to lunch. He goes, you know, whatever. I think he said he was eight or nine. He said, I'm nine years old. I don't have a job yet. You know? And I said, yes, you are taking her lunch. And I reached in my pocket and I took all the money I'd left, whatever it was, 17, 18, $19. And I dropped it in front of him. I had no plan to do this. It wasn't like manufactured. I wasn't trying to impress this woman. And he looked up at me like shocked. And he goes, I can't take that. And I said, sure you can. He said, how come? I said, cause I'm bigger than you are, right? 
And he laughed like crazy, and I didn't even say another word. I just walked out the door. Didn't even look his mouth. You didn't get a number, huh? <laughs> no, no, I didn't get a number. And I got to tell you, it was the most powerful experience of my life because I didn't walk home. I kind of flew home. And I should have been like, what is the matter with you? You have no money for food. You get the last little pennies you have left. But I had no fear. I had no scarcity. And I got home, and I realized what I'd done. It was like, I have no money now. I have like no money, nothing, right? I was trying to conserve by going there, you know? And I don't, I don't know that. I just, I've worked on a plan. I figured I'll make some, I'll figure this out. And the next day I got the old snail mail and came in around like noon and I pull out this letter and there's a, a young man that I had loaned $1,200 to and he had not paid me back and I was desperate for cash. So I probably yeah. called him 10 times trying to track him down. Not a single response. And I was so hurt and pissed. And here's the letter from this guy saying, I'm really sorry. I know you've been trying to reach me. I've been avoiding you. And here's the money you owe. And I'm going to give you some interest as well. So I got, at that point, that was like more money than anything. And so once again, I'm sitting there, tears going down my face. I'm an emotional character. And, and I just thought to myself, you know, why did this happen? And I chose to believe, I don't know if it's true, but I chose to believe that it's because I let go of trying to just take care of myself. I did what was right. I didn't plan it. I did it spontaneously. I saw it. It felt right to me. I did it. And I felt no scarcity. And I can tell you, I've had plenty of tough times. You know, 18 companies and 12 I manage actively. I got 1,200 employees on multiple continents. We do $5 billion a year in sales across different industries now. I mean, it's a different world for me now. But since that, and I've been near bankruptcy multiple times in companies and things like that. I didn't, I pulled it off always, never went bankrupt. But I faced really tough times. I never went back to that level of scarcity, not since that day. So it's a long way of saying when you have nothing is when you need to give. You know, if you're going to wait till you think you have something, you're never going to have something of any size or scope. There's something inside the human psyche that when you do what's right and you get outside of yourself, there's something that'll click for you. And what I want everybody to get out of this conversation between us is that you cannot control how you feel. You cannot control what triggers you and the fact that you may rise up with anger. You may rise up with self-doubt. You may have anxiety, fill your body, but you can always control what you think and how you behave. And we spend way too much time trying to focus on manipulating how we feel about things and not enough time practicing the skills of controlling your behavior and your thoughts. Mm. Because if you can control your behavior and your thoughts, then the way you feel would be different. 100%. And a lot of us are sitting around waiting to feel ready, waiting to feel courageous, waiting to feel confident, waiting for the right time. And that's not ever coming. Ever. Ever. You're not going to change your life up here. You only change it through action. Mm. And and so to me, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I did this, this, you know, interview with you with your friend Tom and we talked about how motivation is garbage and this somebody memed it and went crazy. And so mm-hmm. the point that I was trying to make is this, is that, yeah, motivation is great if you feel like if you feel motivated, but it's garbage and it's 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 a losing bet to wait to feel ready. Mm hmm. Because it's your body's not designed that way and neither is your brain. And so I want everybody to understand that, first of all, 
you can't control the things that trigger you and the fact that you're going to feel afraid and you're going to feel doubt and you're going to feel uncertain. But you can always interrupt that feeling and take control in the moment and actually shift what you're thinking and shift how you behave. We make decisions with feelings. 95% of our decisions are made by how you feel in the moment. And that is the problem. You need to take control of the moment and leverage the power of your decisions and make them up here. Because when I was lying in bed, I wasn't saying to myself, I should get up because that's going to help me start my day right. I was saying, do I feel like getting up? No, you don't. No. Do you feel like making that cold call? No, you don't. Do you feel like doing that third set of reps? No, you don't. Do you feel like having that hard conversation? No, you don't. Do you feel like ending this relationship, whether it's in business or in your life, that is sucking you dry? No, you don't. We make decisions based on our feelings, and that is robbing you of joy and opportunity. And it is blinding you from the fact that all, how you change your life is one five-second decision at a time. One push at a time. And if you, if you accept the fact that you may never feel ready and you may never feel motivated and you may never feel confident, you may never feel courageous, and that's okay, but you can still push yourself forward. What happens over time is as you start mm. to see yourself becoming the person that takes action, that you start to see yourself becoming the kind of person that speaks, even though your voice is shaking. You're the kind of person that, that, that has a bias toward moving instead of a bias toward thinking. Guess what happens? You build the skill of confidence and courage. What's your definition of masculinity? That first off. First off, man, it's responsibility. You know, I think uh, a man is about responsibility. And I think a man, a true man, knows he's the head but plays you know the tail you know he i don't have to walk around my house and say yo i'm the man you know i show my wife i'm the man by ironing her clothes before i leave for the day mm. you know i show i'm the man by calling my son and saying is there any way i can help you you know i know you're a senior in college but is there anything i can do for you you know i show my manhood by you know saying to c and carl man i love you guys you know what i'm saying and on the podcast i love you guys or the, on the calls i wouldn't be here without you so i think there's this fine balance of yep i'm powerful and i have this strength but i don't use it for my advantage i use it for us i use it so we can grow like i don't use my platform to tear you down mm. you know or say things about you that you know would put you in a bad place I, I use my influence, I use my money, I use my strength, I use my influence, I use my impact to build us up yeah. and not tear us down. So for me, manhood, like the real man says, like I'm not going to make no excuses, I'm not going to point the finger and say, Lewis, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. I'm going to take full ownership, full responsibility of helping us and even you. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny, I uh, was looking to get a loan for, uh, I was wanting some property for our church and the bank was like, I'm sorry, but like we don't do loans you know, for churches. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, our history, he's like, it has nothing to do with you. In the last 10 years, churches have with the economy, the way that churches have proven that they haven't. And so I'm like, I'm like, Lewis, I'm like, wow, it has nothing to do with me. Right. But because of the churches and what they, so I'm not just doing this for speaking for ET. I'm doing this. So when Lewis does it mm -hmm. and people see ET and see the integrity, they don't look at motivational speaking as man, that's, that's whack or inspiration as that's a, that's, that's baloney. Cause you'll go online and there are reports or different videos yeah. that say, man, motivation, how, who does that? Like that's fake. They try to take your 
money. So when when I do what's right by this mm. industry, it makes it easier Everyone for you. Yeah. And when you do right by this industry, it makes it easier for me. And people are not saying they're scams. So for me, yeah. manhood is responsibility and it's that fine balance of when I was a child, I spoke like I act like I understood that. But when I became a man, like I put childish stuff away and I'm not competing with you. Mm. I'm 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 here to enhance you. What I learned was, is that it's actually not the big things that make you happy. It's the little things, including... Like the cup of coffee you're going to get later as a treat. Yeah, like the smell of the coffee, like mm. the amazing juice at creation, whatever, uh, right? Like, so yeah, so savoring those things. And also, those moments where you have optimized your natural personality instead mm. of changing it. Right. That is where happiness comes from. When you can say, I'm a big idea person. I love creativity. I love strategizing. I love big ideas and big pictures. Getting bogged down in the details is necessary, but I don't like it. So therefore, I'm going to find a way to either outsource it or minimize it so I can focus on those things. That feeling of capability, that feeling of control is incredibly happiness making. Contro- control is a, is a very happy making yeah. emotion. It's, you know, we think about happiness as like pleasure and joy and um, ecstasy. But actually, you know, the words for happiness are control, capability, like feeling like you're in control, right? So what happens is, is typically humans have a negativity bias. We are trained to see the negative things in the world, the bad things. This is a survival mechanism, right? As cavemen, we had to go, hmm, it might rain. I better get ahead. I should really forage for the winter. Right. I sh-, you know, like we are trained to see all the problems and potential things that could go wrong so we could prepare ourselves. Yes. So our bias, our training is negative, negative, negative. We open our email and go, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Right? We walk into a room and we're like, who don't I know? Why don't I belong? I'm not saying everyone has this, but there's yes. certain extremes. I think that we can retrain our brain, just like the Tetris effect, to see in happiness patterns. Mm. So instead of walking into a room and being like, oh, I don't belong. I don't know anyone. Thinking about why do I belong? Who can I know? Right? That's a very different kind of framework mm-hmm. to see the world. Yeah. And so I think that that's about control. Right? That, that's bringing control into a negative mindset and flipping it sure. so that it's not necessarily positive. You just know where your frame is coming yeah. from. But I can remember thinking in high school, whatever years that was, is that, you know, I hope someday I can get a job and make a thousand bucks a week and just get by. I'm not that smart because I had trouble reading. I still can't yeah, read great, but I did, I've just had dyslexia is what I think it's been diagnosed now, but I still can't comprehend good when I read, but I didn't realize I was an audible and visual learner. I could listen Mm -hmm. to a book and I'll memorize the whole book. I can watch somebody on stage and emulate that if it fits my life. But sometimes we're judged by a scorecard that doesn't, it's an outdated scorecard, right? So not only did we not have money, I also felt, well, I'm not smart enough to go to school. Mm. And something changed around 17, 18 years old, just something flipped. And I just, I noticed, and this is going to sound like it's a pitch for the book and it's not, but I noticed the people in my town, this little tiny town, I grew up in upstate New York, the people that had money, the people that seemed happier, I don't know behind the scenes, but Mm. they seemed happier, more fulfilled. They were more relaxed. Like life just happened. Like they were walking up a ladder instead of like my family seemed like they were running on a treadmill. You know, it's like we're going fast, but we're not going anywhere. So why is this guy and this woman in this town doing so well? And I remember just obsessing on it. And and what I noticed, it was, I didn't I didn't call it habits. I'd love to say I figured this out when I was in the 20s. But what I realized is they just did different things than my family and my friends were doing. And I just started obsessing on that. And I was young enough and naive enough 
to just think I could do it. Wow. You know, I mean, sometimes you wish you could give that gift to somebody in their twenties, thirties, fifties, seventies, right? It's, I had the gift of being naive and a little dumb and not listening to anybody. Yeah. By the t- yeah. So I, I hit it big in real estate by the time I was 26, 27 years old, just by taking action, knocking on a million doors and finally got someone to do a no money down deal with me when I was 20. And then another one, and I rolled that into the next deal, the next deal. And consistent it was action, consistent action yeah, yeah. and, and consistent, you know, failing and getting back up. Right. Mm-hmm. It, the, the, the space between failures is really a huge determining factor of your success. Right. It's like if you can fail fast, you can win quicker. Right. Yeah. So I remember that conversation and I, I, literally almost gave up on it. I remember going to cancel the whole thing and say, what am I thinking? I, I, I can't read that good. I'm going to write a book and all this stuff. And luckily I just remember thinking if I keep these patterns, I'm going to continue the same process my family has. And I want more. And we filmed it and the show went on TV and you know, I aired in 1999 and I went 17 years straight without missing a day on TV. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host when you get a new car or a new home your first reaction might be to say things like oh yeah or i can't believe it or booyah but what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need like a good neighbor state farm is there state farm is there with the coverage you need for your car your home and even boats motorcycles rvs and other things that matter to you with a state farm agent you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need with so many coverage options it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you and when you need ways to get help state farm gives you options there too in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Just for a moment, what if I even just considered letting go? We'll just ask everybody listening right now. What if, where do I look? What if you considered right now not wanting to change who you are and how you are? No striving to change. For me, 
that question is just a melter. It's almost like confusing too, because we're in this constant push to get better. Mm-hmm. And when I started to let that go, because that does not happen in a lightning bolt, because that is so deeply ingrained, because I'm actually living a really normal life. Yeah. Um, there was more spaciousness, mm. and I became much more friendly with myself. When you let go of striving. When I let go of the striving, but is that striving to achieve or striving to become a better human being? Both, both. I'm not broken. Mm-hmm. I'm not flawed. I'm not. Um, I don't need to be fixed. I need to be celebrated. I need to be honored. Mm. I deserve to be loved, and that has to start with me. Mm-hmm. And so, all of those moments where I'm just like. You should have said something different. You should have worked longer. You should have worked harder. You should have been more loving. You should. This is a big one. This is a big one, especially for women. You should be over it by now. Mm. I mean, those are really harsh things that we would never say to our best friend. Mm. You sit with your friend again and again and again, and you listen to them go on about the chump when you're like, I think you need to dump the chill. <laughs> but you listen. And so, you know, the medicine really happens when we feel like we're at our worst, when we are our biggest loser selves, and you say, "Mm, you're trying your best. Of course you're in pain. Of course you're still hurt. Of course. And then there's some space. Mm. Some solutions start coming in. You stand up a little straighter. You have just succeeded of being that loving person that you've been going to all those damn workshops about because you loved yourself when you thought you were a loser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it makes you so much more, that self-compassion makes you so much more flexible and compassionate for what other people are going through and you become less of a preacher. I mean, I became less of a motivational speaker. Just like, listen, I... This is what I've been through. Mm-hmm. Everybody's where they're at. You are pre-qualified just because you showed up. June 1982. Mm. He had me write down my goals. Health, wealth, relationships, career, business, fun, experiences, charity, everything. Uh, one year, three years, five years, 25 years. He had me a whole weekend write goals. I'm like, I was 19. <laughs> I was like, God, this this is a lot of work. Yeah. And when I came back after the weekend, he said, okay, great. Are you serious about these? I said, yeah, I've spent the whole week doing this. I'm serious about it. He says, great. Are you interested in achieving these goals or are you committed? I said, Alan, what's the difference? He goes, if you're interested, you come up with stories, excuses, reasons, and circumstances why you can't or why you won't. If you're committed, those go out the window. You just mm-hmm. do whatever it takes. Yeah. And I remember being petrified exactly. of the difference. That's <laughs> petrified <laughs> i'm sitting there as a man he was looking at me i was sitting in a chair he's looking at me wonderful man and he put his hand in front of me are you interested are you committed and i was like wow like now i've got to tell him that forget it. if i tell myself and then i lie to myself mm-hmm. and tomorrow i don't but here's a gentleman that's trying to help me ask me if i'm interested or committed that's i said well i'm, I'm committed he says great because if you're committed then i'll help you because if you're not committed i can't waste my time with you and he helped me. 
That's amazing. And my first year uh, in real estate at 19, I made $35,000. My second year by starting to retrain my brain. Every day had me visualizing, had me cognitively priming my brain to see my goals. Every day I would take my goals out and I would run my fingers across them. Then I would close my eyes like he taught me and he says, now read it and then see yourself doing it or achieving it or being it. Then read it and see yourself doing it and then run your fingers across it and feel the electrical signal from those words coming into your body, into your brain, and cementing themselves there. Mm. Every day I would do that for 15, 20 minutes for a year. 35,000 first year, 151,000 second year. Amazing. 20 years old. And I said, nobody can take that away from me because I know it works. So that's, I've said, okay, let's, let's say that mindset's a muscle, you can develop it. So what is it exactly? Because I have to measure everything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So can I actually you measure create, it? Yeah. Can you measure it? And so then I broke it up to what were my attributes that I saw in me? And then I started going around. Like when we interviewed you and mm-hmm. we interviewed just a group of people, I look and I go, okay, you're doing amazing things. And here was the common denominator. Every single person I know in my life who's doing amazing things has gone through some crap. Yes. Every single one of them. All of them. And as I went through, I went, what are the common attributes? Things like abundance-minded, right? Courageous, resilient. So I just built all of those up. And then I created a way to, to evaluate them. Because mm-hmm. that's my little left brain can totally yes. deal with that. And then I took a group of people through it. I went, see, could I train this? And here's what's crazy. Because it's like, all right. you know, Because I never saw myself. I, I, I'm sitting here doing this and, and selling this PD book. And I'm like, but I'm not a personal development person. I'm mm-hmm. a nutritionist. And, <laughs> but, but in reality, aren't we all personal development teachers? All of us mm-hmm. at any level, right? A mom is a personal development teacher. Yeah. So, absolutely. You know, so I'm taking this group through this. And this has never happened, by the way, when I've taken people through a diet program. You see people have amazing results and it does impact all the other areas of their life. But this is the first week of a coaching call and we're going through this first exercise to build resilience. And this gal gets on and she goes, I want to do that, but I can't. And I go, okay, why not? What's in your way? Right? And she goes, I don't feel good enough. I don't feel worthy. And I go, well, if you were worthy, if you did feel that way, what would you say about yourself? And she goes, well, people wouldn't believe it, but I am smart. (laughs) (laughs) And I go, okay, that sounds good. What else? You know, and she starts listing out all these things about herself. And I'm putting it on our Facebook group page, you know, Angel is smart. Angel is kind. And then I put an angel is worthy. And all of a sudden, all these people on this call are on this page and they're putting it, angel is worthy, angels. And I'm Mm. watching this. My team and I've got some big guys, you know, are crying. They're <laughs> yeah, crying yeah. in the office, right? And I'm going, oh, wow. Because uh, I had been leaning away from this. And I tell people, if something's scary, that's where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's not scary, you're not playing big enough. And this has scared me to put doing this, scared me, terrified me. Nutritional, you can do all day. Yeah, yeah. It, it's easy. And that's why, honestly, why am I doing this? Because it terrifies me. Mm-hmm. And I know I have to. And I see the difference in people when they do this. You you go through and up level your mindset. You can go take on your health. Right. You know, you can you can go change your business. You can mm-hmm. get a better relationship. All those things are going to uplift. But you don't fix your mindset and you have a, a 
fixed mindset that believes that you can't do it, that life happens to you, that you're the victim, no amount of our great strategies are going to do the thing. So does Ali's death miss expectations? No, it's harsh. It is very, very, very painful, right? But it doesn't miss expectations. Now, this should take us into... So, so, so the equation holds true. Now, you need to understand the difference between... Uh, you know, which what really helped me is to understand the difference between the pain and suffering. There are two human conditions. Mm-hmm. There is a condition that is, you know, either physical or, or, or emotional pain that's actually useful. That is, you know, and, I, and, and even if not useful, it's unavoidable. You, you cut your finger, okay? You will feel the pain. You will take your hand away and you, the pain will continue for a day or two because your brain is saying, don't hit anything with this. Don't put it under cold water or hot water or whatever just protect it right and and even though you hate that feeling it's so useful to keep you alive okay emotional pain is the same right emotional pain is you know if we're talking now and i say something rude to you i get the emotional pain of like whoops i you know i feel bad about this and i say say i'm sorry it's good it's not too bad right uh Suffering, on the other hand, is when we take that emotional pain, is when we take the emotional pain and just start to apply it over and over, as if we are, we are generating pain on demand through thoughts in our incessant part of our brain, right? So, Ali died. There is nothing I can do to bring him back, okay? But I could adopt the thought of, you shouldn't have driven him to that hospital. You should have driven him to another hospital. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have driven him to that hospital. I can do. I can say that fourteen million times. Yeah. Will it bring Ali back? No. It won't bring Ali back. Will it make any difference to the world? It won't make any difference to the real world. The only difference it will make is it will torture me. Yeah. Now you'll suffer. You'll suffer. Now here is the interesting thing. You know we've been talking for some time now, and you've instructed your brain to focus on the words I tell you, right? Did your brain say, no, 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 I'm just going to think about lunch? No, right? Have you ever told your brain to raise your right arm and your your brain said, and I don't feel like it today? (laughs) The brain says, yes, sir, right arm it is, right arm it is. Your brain will always do what you instruct it to do, other than that one instance of incessant thought where it will say, hey, you know what? I'm the boss. I know what I'm doing. I'm just going to kill us for a while. Why? Right, and I know you know it sounds unfeeling almost. No, 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 no. The pain is there. The pain is going to last, but I won't let the suffering happen. So, so when I when I start to think about the loss of Ali, in, instead of of saying, okay, you know, let me just torture me for another hour. You know, it's a good time to do that. I feel bad for myself. Feel bad or... for myself and feel like the victim. I say, no. You know what? I'm going to remember all the wonderful times we had together. I'm going to be super grateful for the fact that he came. I had 21 and a half amazing years with that boy, right? I was blessed with one of the best people I've ever met. So I can think about that, right? And more importantly, I reset. I say, okay, you know what, life? It seems that we're restarting a new level here and Ali is not in it. And Mm. there is nothing I can do to put him in it. So can I at least reset that level and do the best I can with it. Would this level be better with 10 million happy people? Would this level be better with 10 million people sending Ali a happy wish and hoping that he's happy wherever he is now? Would this level be better if he's looking down at me and saying, 
hey, I'm proud of you, Papa. Mm. And yeah. you're following your heart. And you're following your heart. It, it, it wouldn't bring him back. It wouldn't take away the pain, but it would make it a tiny bit better. I, and I think that's really, uh, I think, the, the, the deliberate approach to finding happiness. You know, the work-life balance thing is I am a work in progress. That's my best. I don't have any wonderful advice to dispense. I I wish that I did, (laughs) but I don't. But I will say the one thing that I feel like has helped me the most is to um, be kind to myself. So I realized that as a mother, I, when I became a mom, I spent a lot of mental energy beating myself up, like feeling so guilty. And when I was working, I was beating myself up that I wasn't with the kids and mentally. And when I was with the kids, I was beating myself up about that. So I think a lot of mothers were our own worst enemy. And when I really stopped and said, I don't know how to juggle all this. Some days I feel like I'm doing it right. And some days I feel like I just want to cry. I, at least I made that change and it was a huge change for me. I just catch myself when I start doing that to myself and I just I change it to kindness and forgiveness. As opposed to beating yourself up. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, it's all right. Yeah. And um and then that that helps me stay more present mm-hmm. also. I'm curious, what is uh more challenging for you, running a, a billion dollar brand or being a mom and a, a wife? <laughs> um being a mom because it's a moving target. Like what sure. worked yesterday doesn't work today. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, wait, that worked on you yesterday. Just wait till our teenagers, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the most humbling thing. I mean, I feel mm. like I gave birth to, you know, four teachers to me. Mm. I mean, your children are here to teach you. I'm a believer in that too. So I'm a student right now and mm. it's fascinating. So being a mom, yeah. more challenging than running a business for you. Yes. Wow. Being a mom and you know, running the business and the brand just required a lot of hustle, just a tremendous amount of hustle. I always say that, you know, anybody you think is really, really lucky, there's a lot of sweat mm-hmm. <laughs> behind that luck. Mm-hmm. You know, Amazing. there just is. I'm also really grateful for being a woman born in the right country at the right time. I had nothing to do with that. And I'm very grateful. Yeah. And I wake up all the time thinking of that. You know, my mom, we're only 21 difference in age, 21 years. My mom, her choices were so much more limited Mm. and what was expected of her or what her opportunities were. So, I mean, if you think about how long we've been on the planet, some people think a couple thousand years, some people think a couple million. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's a long time. And by just 20 years in the right country, I feel like I I was born and had the opportunity for Spanx, you know, to fulfill a potential or something inside of me as a woman that was in me. And so I'm grateful for that. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this recap of some of the biggest highlights from the first 500 episodes on the School of Greatness. I am, again, just so grateful and thankful for all of you. We could not do this without you. We are in the top 100 most downloaded podcast in the world on iTunes. We are constantly bringing in new guests that have never been on podcasts before, breaking stories, sharing lessons, insights, routines, habits, rituals to help you unlock the greatness within you in all the areas of your life. This is my mission, to be of biggest service to you if possible, to listen to your feedback, to incorporate it the best of my ability, to become a better interviewer 
and become better on audio for you in general. And we're trying to always update the production quality, the level of execution, the level of guests to make it the best place for you to learn, to be entertained, to be inspired, and to take action in your life. It means the world to me that you guys listen. And if you enjoyed this one, make sure to share it with your friends. LewisHouse.com slash 500. 500, baby. Let's do this. I love you guys. You were born for so many powerful things in this world. We're all on this journey together. Even though you may not be exactly where you want to be in this moment, continue taking one step at a time towards your vision, towards mastering a skill, towards becoming a better person, towards developing better relationships. We're all in this together. I got your back. Find other people to surround you who will have your back as well. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out. Yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and nada yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.